Ready? <laughs> oh, I'm ready, Shelby. Hey, book lovers. Welcome to another exciting episode of Miss Willa's Book Club. I'm Shelby. And I'm Jenna. We're your hosts, and we're excited to be here with you today discussing our favorite thing, books. Whether you're a fan of magical fantasy realms or a hopeless romantic, we have the perfect book recommendations for you. So grab your bookmarks and get cozy, because each episode we'll be discussing viral books on BookTok and Bookstagram. And don't forget that drink of the episode. (laughs) (laughs) Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Well, hi, Jenna. Well, hi, Shelby. <laughs> Cheers. Happy Cheers. Sunday. Happy Sunday. <laughs> I know we don't usually record on Sunday, so this is nice. I know. We're in the daylight. I know. I actually have some <laughs> sunlight today and some coffee instead and of yes. alcohol. <laughs> yes, Jenna made us coffees this morning. Yeah, we have, I have a new coffee maker, and it's magical. If you don't already have an espresso maker at home, it's pretty life-changing. It is pretty life-changing. <laughs> <laughs> and speaking so of coffee... We're excited Ooh. to have a second cup of coffee later today, too. Oh Shelby, yes. you want to tell them why? Because we've got our book club today. Mm-hmm. So excited. And we, again, have so many new faces already from right? last month. Yeah. I'm so excited. So we're heading down to Corvus Coffee, which is downtown Denver. And it's like this super cute coffee shop. We chose the afternoon this time. So yeah. hopefully it's a little less busy. <laughs> yeah. Well, we're going to have to claim a pretty big corner. I think we had, what, like a dozen girls uh, last month. And we yeah, it. we might have even more this month because we're talking about Akatar yeah. and Akamath. Yeah. So it's going to be fun. We're excited. Gonna that's that's going to be going fun. on later today. But before we get there, first, <laughs> we're going to talk about A Court of Wings and Rune. Yay. Yay. Oh, my gosh. So this is the third installment of um the akatar series yeah so, yeah we are getting into it uh spoiler free what did you give this book as a rating so don't hate me <laughs> <laughs> i actually only gave it a four and a half on a reread and which you gave it a five last time i, I did assuming. give it a five last okay. time um i still really liked it obviously all the akatar books are great but in the last three plus years since I've read this the first time mm-hmm. I've read a lot more adult fantasy and I think that SJM is really great at writing relationships and people and Definitely. like just really captivating characters in that sense but for me the like battle side of it fell just a little flat oh compared to some other stuff like I've you know now read some Brandon Sanderson and stuff too and it's just <laughs> hard to compare um that like politicking and war side of it um as much and so I could still I mean four and a half stars obviously still very good right absolutely (laughs) um I just it did come down just a tiny bit because as much as I loved being in Farah's mind for this and I still think that that was really emotional and, and captivating uh yeah (laughs) actually it was like not quite as good that one didn't quite live up to the other ones but what about you what did you rate Akor this time on your reread so I gave this one a five again I I loved it I think even more than I did the last time oh good I know I felt like 
while I was reading it, I was just so excited about it and I seriously could not put it down which I know we felt a little bit differently about this time yeah that was really funny I'm generally a pretty fast reader I don't know or I I do get through books pretty quickly I usually read about 100 bucks a year like not audiobooks like I physically read them and it took me nine or ten days to finish there was some other reading in between there but yeah yeah, I was kind of surprised it really it was a lot longer than I remembered it being (laughs) <laughs> yeah, it, I mean, this is a really long book. It was like 750 pages. Uh, yeah, I didn't really remember it being that. I mean, a lot happens. It's yes. just it, it, it was a little long for me. But yeah. I'm really glad that you enjoyed it as much as I you did. did the first time. I did. And I feel like because I know, and I'm like so in depth, like with all of this tabbing and everything, I felt like everything just hit so much harder Mm, mm -hmm. and so like all of the scenes like especially at the end but even even like very very soon in the beginning I was like looking for different things Mm -hmm. but like you said SJM is great with relationships yes and so I was really enjoying that aspect of it for sure I also loved um I think there was more probably teasers in this book for Akasif than I remembered there Me being too. so I really enjoyed that side of it also like I, yeah. I think um Farrah's sisters played a larger role in this book maybe than I remembered yeah. just from like their own personality and their interactions with people I don't think I read into it as deeply the first time mm-hmm. that I read it because you know the focus of this book is Farrah's story Absolutely. before moving on to you know Nessa's story and, and Akasif right. so that was that was fun. I didn't. Enjoy yeah, that, that was a lot of fun. That was a really exciting portion of this. Um, any other spoiler free thoughts before we just get into it? Hmm. <laughs> Not exactly, except that I think I, we talked about this with Shatter Me, how it felt like one trilogy and then a second trilogy. Mm-hmm. And I know that was the intent here is that we basically have a trilogy, kind of like a bridging novella, and then it switches from like new adult kind of more to adults right. moving into Akasif and stuff. But it was nice reading through the end of this. I could see how that could be sort of a tie off. Like if you oh, only yeah. wanted to read the first three books of Akatar, I think you could, and you can enjoy them as a complete story. Like there yeah. could be more to come. Right. But there are some books that leave things open ended like mm-hmm. that. And I did kind of enjoy that. It had that like unfinished ending, but could be an ending. Exactly. It's like, you don't have to continue on with the series like you can but you could just absolutely stop you could still enjoy it Mm -hmm. yeah it's like there was they ended Farah and Rhysand's point of view in a really good way Mm -hmm. and I know she has said that she's not writing anymore Farah and Rhysand which I know a lot of people are really sad about but I am really excited to see more POVs that come out in the future especially after reading this one Yeah. yeah yeah I was really excited about that so that's all I got. Spoiler free. I think that's what I got too. <laughs> <laughs> I'm definitely ready. All right. Just so, a reminder. Yeah. So spoilers for <laughs> all of SJM, all, all the Sarah J Moss books. So that means all of Akatar, all of Throne of Glass, just a little bit, and all of Crescent City. If you have not read them um, up to date as of uh, early December 2023, then uh, wait to listen to this and come back. Yeah, we'll have we'll definitely have some spoilers for other series, but go ahead and give us a follow, give us a review on Apple Podcasts, and we are just having an absolute blast with you guys. So let's get into it. Yeah. Ah! Oh, so where do we want to start? Do we want to start in Spring Court? Oh my gosh, yeah, we have to sabotage. Oh my gosh, I I forgot 
all of the little pieces that she had going on in her mind on how she was going to sabotage the Supreme Court. She uh, was ruthless. Ruthless. It, I feel like I read into it a little, especially having read Akasif yeah. now. Feel like I read into her actions a little bit differently. Like, uh-huh. she's not exactly toxic. I don't want to say Feyre is toxic, no. but there but. was a certain <laughs> level of. Uh, I don't know. Maybe I'll ask that as a question. Mm. Do you think that how bloodthirsty Pharaoh was was taking it too far at some points in Spring Court, or do you think it was entirely warranted based on Tamlin's behavior? Um. Oh gosh, I'm like a little bit torn on that because even while I was reading it, while it was happening, I was like, "Get it, girl." <laughs> Get it, like you tell him, and I, I don't think that she saw it happening as brutal as it. No, she did. definitely didn't, because she even makes a comment later on in the book where she says that, um, well, I didn't, yep. I didn't mean to leave them completely blinded like yep. that. Yep, yep. And so I don't know. While it was happening, I absolutely loved it, but then afterwards, I started feeling a little guilty, yeah. like I had done it myself, right? And that, that's what I feel like SJM is so good about because you really do feel like in Feyre's place. You know what I mean? Yes. Like I think you experience the emotions that she is. And that's yeah. one of the ways I think is that like, I don't know, excitement for revenge into yeah. guilt, you know? Yeah. yeah. Which I love that she kind of has that like character aspect around her because like she's doing all these things, right? But she's like, oh, like I do feel a little bit remorse. Like mm-hmm. she can see like, the entire situation even if she's oblivious to a lot of other things happening around her (laughs) yeah yeah I the first time I read this I think I was a thousand percent go Feyre like you're awesome like do what you need to do he sucks yeah but yeah reading it this time (laughs) I don't know there was a couple points pretty early in the book while she's in spring court of when she's like toying I liked her toying with um what's it the twins, Bran- Branna oh, and uh, da- Dog, Dagden Dagden? and Branna. Yeah, yeah, you're right, you're right. Um, the twins, I'll just call them that. Like, I thought that was really funny. And mm-hmm. that was very, like, I, I appreciated that. that show of power of her kind of just like, I don't know, knocking them down a, a peg. Mm-hmm. But there were some points of her inner dialogue, too, that yeah. I was like, hmm. Like, I don't know, you know, she sends the bog after the twins and then she's mm-hmm. doing all these things like, undermining Tamlin from within and like poking at his relationship with Lucian which is so big and like using Lucian to make Tamlin jealous and make him weird and then there's even a part when she's uh like getting in the mind of some of the um soldiers for lack of a better word I don't remember what it is with the key when Ianthe stole the key and she's like oh I could you know I'm already in there I could tell them to slit their throats if I wanted to Mm -hmm. and she says a lot of things like that yeah and I was like damn girl I know like that's it was okay take it back a step and she did you know basically Mm -hmm. sacrifice one of them for with the key situation yeah to get her way to be able to look like she was blessed instead of Ianthe yes and coming back this time I don't know I understand it was really crappy that Tamlin basically sold everybody out to try and get her back. Yeah. But if you were looking just from his perspective and if he didn't really know what was going on, he thinks that Farah was genuinely in danger 
And he yeah. thinks that this is a way that he can try and get her back. He didn't know that was going to happen to the sisters. We talked about that last time. Yeah. He didn't know the sisters were going to go in the cauldron. And he that was, was upset. Ianthe. Yeah. And he was upset by that also. Definitely. I'm like, oh, she really did. I mean, she absolutely <laughs> tore everything apart yep. in a way that hurt not just him his but entire all of court. spring court yeah and then a little bit kind of perithian right because they did need his armies later right and, and they, they weren't available mm-hmm. and i was like damn girl i was like i know all in all for the sake of revenge like what good does revenge get you exactly and i know that she was like forced to go back to the spring court so she was going to do anything she right. could to kind of stay sane right but at the same time it was kind of just like it was a little too brutal. Like when yeah. you were just talking about the relationship with Lucian. Yes. When she had like the nightmare scene where yes, she. Yes, the fake nightmare. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I did love She that walks scene, in though. and she's like, oh, I can hear him. And she like grabs on yeah. Lucian. Wearing her little, you know, tiny nothings or whatever. Yes. <laughs> and then you're, you're like in her head and hear her talking about, oh, now I've planted the seed from everything else we've had with our interactions on how close she is with Lucian Mm -hmm. and like clearly her and Lucian were nothing and like Lucian was just like trying to be a good friend with her now because he's like he felt bad for his behavior before right and so yeah that part was actually sad to me this time yes because Lucian totally got used he did yeah he did and granted he didn't stand up for her before and so I can Mm -hmm. get that she felt unhappy with how that had gone down too i like i get where it was coming from but it still made me feel sad for him i know well and then the fact that she like ends up allowing him to like come back with her to me i was like if you like clearly she wanted to care for him and everything but like since she had so easily used him i was surprised on how easily she was like okay fine you can come favorite easily uses a lot of people i think more than most readers want to admit she used Tarquin she used Lucian she uses her sisters at some points yep it's like she it (laughs) makes sense why her and Reese are mates yeah because they are both so ruthless I know like there's a scene at the very end of the book during the battle when all of their like creatures that they had made bargains with are now on the battlefield and they look at each other and I had that same exact thought where I was just like hmm they really are perfect. They really mates are perfect mates. <laughs> a little bit sneaky, a little sly, yeah. and like powerful and smart and all these things. But like they're definitely morally gray. Yeah, they are. Both of them. Pharaoh too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I just I don't know. I thought I thought she was a little careless in her revenge. I wasn't <laughs> expecting to feel that way. No, I wasn't either. I I thought that he. I remembered him deserving it more. Yes, me too. And I, this time I think I felt a little bit more bad for him. Yeah. Like more pity because like we've kind of talked about like through our other Akatar episodes that like he didn't know all of that was going to happen. Mm-hmm. And so there was probably a lot going on on his part. Like, why are you doing this? Like all I was trying to do was save you. All I wanted to do was make sure you were okay. Mm-hmm. And here she comes and she's just like, of course she's upset from her point of view. I would be too. Mm-hmm. But like, I'm starting to step back and see Tamlin's point of view a little bit more mm. too this time. Mm-hmm. And people are brutal about Tamlin. People hate Tamlin hate. so assertively. And yeah. I just, and everyone who says that Tamlin is irredeemable, I have a hard time agreeing with that. And I think we'll get yeah. into that as we get later <laughs> into the book, but it just, it feels immature mm-hmm. to me for someone to say that he's irredeemable because 
every character in this book has made poor decisions. Absolutely. You know what I mean? And yeah. And also like even the scene with the high wards and some shitty things that he says, tell me a girl who has not been a jilted lover saying shitty things sometimes. For real. Everybody, yeah. I like there's everybody has said things that they regret right after having their heart broken. And, and this is his first time seeing favorite and Reese yes. together. I'm like, so I don't even, <laughs> whatever. Anyways, we'll get there. Yeah, we'll definitely get there. Yeah. Did you notice when Feyre comes back the first, it was like literally the first day that she was there. Um, Lucian says to Feyre, he's like, I know that bond isn't broken. I have a friend at the Dawn Court, and she made that same, like, glowing thing, like, yes. whatever power. And she's like, oh, well, no, it did break the bond. She's like, no, it didn't. You don't know no, that. I thought, I thought he said that he recognized it later after they got to Night Court, that he recognized it. Oh, was that after? I think I it was, it yeah. Was no, I think it was before or after, but yeah, that was, <laughs> I thought that was funny too. He's like, oh yeah, nice try. Nice I try, that but was I yeah. Oh, maybe it was. So he already knew, but he didn't tell her that <laughs> he, he knew. he didn't say. But he, like, he was very skeptical, like, the entire he was. time. He was really skeptical. I thought that was so crazy, which makes me have even more questions. Like, we've already talked about his eye and everything. Yeah, I have some questions on that. It's so questionable. <laughs> Yeah, I definitely there's I definitely have lots of questions on what his eye can do because they yeah. talk about well and Amron even admires it at one point too mm. and is like hmm, that's some know, good handiwork yeah <laughs> but the only thing that he says about it is it's on like three thirty nine mm-hmm. he just says it can see things that others dot 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 can't spells glamours dot 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 and that's it. That's all we really mm-hmm. get from it. So that tease yeah. is kind of like my power is the truth. That's another one. I was like, huh, I wonder what all you're going to be able to see that yeah. others can't or how much he keeps to himself Yeah, with that eye. I know. I wonder that too. And part of me wonders if Feyre is going to like go back into his mind and try to see more things mm. from him because she does it when they're in the library, but yes. she feels really bad about it. Well, but I think part of why she feels so bad about it is because Nesta catches her. Mm-hmm. I think so, too. I don't think she would have felt as bad if she wouldn't have been caught. Nope. Mm-hmm. I don't think she would have felt mm-hmm. as bad if she was caught. Nesta either. was pissed. Yeah. She's like, what the fuck did you just do? Yeah. <laughs> oh, my girl, Nesta. Oh, Nesta. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. How'd you feel about the sisters this time? I felt really bad for them. I felt like, and I, I know I wrote down a couple, there was like a couple times specifically that Mm Farah really briefly runs over in her mind things where she clearly was a bad sister Mm -hmm. too. And specifically, I think the one that was the most obvious for me was when she completely forgot that the day had come and passed that Elaine was supposed to get married and she hadn't even checked on Elaine at all. She was just, and I get, there's a lot of other things going on in the world that she's worried about, you know, she's high lady, but this has been a traumatic experience for your sister. Your sister thought she was going to have a love marriage. And you can see that she's upset. not okay. It. Right. Yeah. And 
have it not even cross your mind until days later. Mm-hmm. Everybody says that Vera uses or that Vera's sisters use her, mm-hmm. but I think it's the other way around. I think it's both ways. I think it's yeah. like a regular family, right? Yeah. There's things that both of them do that are not great. Definitely. But, uh, yeah, I was really sad by that. And also, she makes a comment later um, when they're like questioning what happened in the cauldron. And she says something to the point of like, wow, I don't think I've ever even asked like how long it felt like for them or what happened to them or what it was like, like has never even asked them about it. Right. And we've talked about in previous, we talked about in previous episodes that like we do think that Feyre is a little selfish. Um, And I saw that even more. This book, especially Mm -hmm. since... I know we're about to go into Akasif in a little bit mm-hmm. here. And I'm like, I know we're about to get a different point of view. But I did feel like a lot of it was really just about favorite. Like she never, like she asked if her sisters were okay when she was in the spring court. But like she didn't ask anything else. And I understand that she didn't want to like give anything away. But at the same time, if that was your main priority, I think she asked about Cassian and Asriel first. Yeah. Yeah, it just, it's, and it's not even to say any, you know, no hate on Feyre either. It's not that I think that she's bad. It's just, I think all of the sisters have done things that are less than great. Definitely. And like, yeah, Lane was kind of mopey for most of this book, but remember how Feyre was after Under the Mountain for months? Exactly. And how mean that she was to Reese. Yeah. And she was wasting away because she didn't want to take care of herself and didn't want to do that too. So I think it's unfair to expect her sisters to pick it up faster than she did. I agree. I agree. She does expect them to just like pick up and move on. Mm-hmm. And at one point she even like, not as harshly says so, but she's like, why are you guys not okay? Like, this is fantastic. This is all great. But then, yeah, you don't really think about like, she was under the mountain for three months. And granted, like she brought herself under the mountain. Mm-hmm. Like she, she like put herself in this world, but like she also didn't choose to become high fae. Mm-hmm. Like she wasn't kidnapped, right? But she also didn't choose this life necessarily. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I feel like she doesn't have as much compassion as I maybe necessarily thought she did before. Or should. Yeah, yeah. or should. Yeah. For how much that she talks about, oh, my sisters don't care about me, it's really just like a double standard. Yeah. And I do think that the sisters care because yeah. they, there's like multiple points where I think they show her affection when mm-hmm. she's not expecting it. Or even that Farah inspires Nesta to tag along to the high Lords meeting. Right. And Nesta says it that specifically, she's like, well, if you can stand up, yeah. you know, for this court, this isn't even yours, then I can do this. Yeah. Right. And I don't want to be known as a coward. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I loved that. Oh. Well, okay, so jumping back a little bit. Yes. I just got to laugh. <laughs> <laughs> the Pharaoh being blessed instead of Ianthe scene. Oh my God, that was <laughs> so funny. That's, I think that was my favorite part of her being a spring yeah, I think so. Because <laughs> I could just so picture that, like just using your foot to like subtly like, push this rock over just a little bit and be like, oh, oh, it's me that the sun's shining on. Well, I mean, okay. <laughs> I also thought that was so funny. And like I wouldn't have thought to do that. Like she she clearly been watching. Yeah. She was so, so smart. smart. Yeah. And then it was so funny because like Lucian like gets on his knees and bows to her. I was like He's kinda like, Yeah, all right. All right, sure. that's my girl. Yeah. <laughs> I know I do love Lucian in this book because he really 
he's trying he's, you know he, he really made is. made poor decisions before but he really is trying yeah he realized it and he realized that the way that he was acting with Farah wasn't necessarily the way he should have been acting and so he yeah. was like I'm sorry like you were always a better friend to me than I was to you yeah. like let me try to redeem myself yeah so <laughs> with Lucian yeah what did you think when he decides he wants to come with so after Farah mm-hmm. has um killed the twins and um she's like about to start going yeah. back to night court and he says he wants to go with to see Elaine and he they're like kind of trekking back there and he's asking about her and stuff and he asks if she's worth fighting for uh yeah I didn't love that I was like <laughs> from the way that mates in this book have been described how is that even a question Exactly. That actually brings me to a point, like, we talked about last time about how Reese said that he would tear apart the world to find her. Yep. Lucian doesn't really do that, and he thinks that she's in the Court of Nightmares, in this just, like, awful place where they're gonna, like, beat her, and they he thinks that all these bad things are happening, but he doesn't rip apart the world to find her, mm-hmm. or do really anything, until she's like, well, I'm going back, and he's like, well, I'm gonna go see for myself one time. I will say devil's advocate, Mm -hmm. uh, Reese held off on trying to pull Farah out after Under the Mountain, even though he knew she was his mate because he thought that's what she needed and wanted at that time. Yeah. So I could give Lucian that he was waiting because he thought that Elaine didn't want him at that time, right? Like he Mm -hmm. felt like that was the right decision was to give her space right in the beginning, right? Well, Tearing the the world down to find her wouldn't have been the right answer. Yeah. I don't know. So I'm I'm 50-50 on that. Yeah. I feel like so in the so going back to like a court of thorns and roses when Reese suspects that Ferris is mate but then he doesn't realize it until like the very end when mm-hmm. it like snaps. And I mean Reese always does what's best for Ferris. So <laughs> we love Reese. But I don't I don't know. I feel like in the very beginning he didn't have enough evidence to know I'm not that talking about the very beginning. I'm talking about the beginning of Akamath. For the months before he pulls in the bargain. Oh, 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 gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. Okay, okay, okay. Yes, when he didn't pull her from the spring court. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm, okay, you're right, you're right. Like, he's so letting the, her do it. Okay. Yeah, so that's the only reason why I'm like, I kind of give Lucian a little mm-hmm. bit of grace for trying to wait because as much as, although, t- to be fair, no, I don't know, because Reese knew the spring court was bad for her. And that she was unhappy. And, and that she was throwing up well. every... Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say, but uh, maybe where Lucian thought that Elaine was was worse, mm-hmm. but I'm not sure. Well, it bring it like kind of begs the question, like, Feyre and Reese have this, like, link in this bond, right? Um, Do you think that's happening with Elaine and Lucian while Lucian's at the spring court? Mm. I wonder if it is a little bit, because Lucian mentions when he's trying to pull... Elaine out of his shell out of her shell mm-hmm. when they're in the library the house of wind no they're actually they're in the townhouse the when townhouse, this is happening. yeah yeah and he says that he like tugs basically is like trying to follow the mm-hmm. mating follow bond the and like bridge. tugs on it yeah <laughs> and um she kind of is like she's startled like, and is like no 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 uh so I think it's there but I don't think either of them are trying to access it but I wonder mm-hmm. if like how Farah was shouting down the bond yeah I wonder if uh <coughs> Elaine has been too 
and he and he's like sensing it and um, Mm. honestly devil's advocate at the same time maybe she's not shouting anything and so he thinks she's fine yeah that could that could be it too but Mm. oh when he's trying to pull her out i thought that was such a good scene and i didn't remember that from Mm. the first time that i read it when he was like well the bond is definitely there like that's Mm. definitely my mate but she clearly like she's not trying to seek it out she's not trying to like find it he's like she's just kind of hollow and empty and that defeat is what brings him to be like okay i'm gonna i'm gonna go do something give you some space yeah yeah Yeah. so speaking of i don't know mating bonds and reactions though when farah is escaping spring court Mm -hmm. and she's trucking through autumn court with uh lucian and the bond is silent because of the Fabian. Or yeah. Is that what it was? Yes. Yep. Yes, Fabian. Fabian. Um, and Reese decides that's the time that he's going to go and fly over the continent. Like, yeah. did that seem out of place to you for anything else? For how his reaction has been any other mm-hmm. time that the bond's gone silent or that he thinks something might have happened to her, he's mm-hmm. been frantic to get back, to get to her and to try and find her yeah. and searching anywhere. That felt so misplaced to me and so sketchy. Or maybe purposefully misplaced. Yeah, that he was, I I didn't, I felt like there was something else going on there. Because, I thought there was, because he wouldn't tell her at first when she's like, no. where were you? And he's like, oh, can we just like, let's like yeah, get and then freaky he, first. Yeah, and then he's like, oh, well, I was flying over the, you know, human queen's land trying to uh-huh. look and what are they doing? I don't know. Seemed a little sketchy. Yeah, mm-hmm. I just, it seems like. If his bond, if the bond was feeling that dark for days, I wouldn't expect that to be his reaction. Well, and then that begs the question too, because he, he says to her, when I got to the spring court and you weren't there, I thought you just said you were flying over the continent. I noticed that too. (gasps) I know. Oh, that I was like, did I just read that right? Did he just say he was in the spring court? He did. And he heard a roar. Yes. But but it wasn't near mm -hmm. because he, because she was already gone. Yeah. I... I'm so curious to see. Mm-hmm. I, there were a few points where I thought Reese was a little sketchy in this one. There definitely were. <laughs> and it was fun to see his show of power again in this oh, book. Yeah. And kind of get reminded how much stronger he is than everybody else. Mm-hmm. And even everybody else is saying, like, he's no more like the other Faye than Faye Arctic humans or something like yeah. that, right? Like they always are comparing something else. him of being like so much more power mm-hmm. than uh, everyone else. So it's yeah. very interesting. So that was one of those moments too, like, you know, our conspiracy theory of Reese being it. a principal, <laughs> but like, I don't know, maybe you were somewhere else during that time. I know. So that was weird. Uh-huh. But I mean, even look at like, we were talking about Feyre and like how much she's changed. Mm. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if now that she's got all this power too, which holy crap, she was powerful in this one too. Yeah. But like, I wouldn't be surprised if she's like taking some of that on a little bit. Mm-hmm. There were just, there were a few points where he just like disappeared and then would just like show all of his power. Mm-hmm. Oh man. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. Very interesting. But after, <laughs> oh gosh. Okay. Another funny thing. Yeah. So, I mean, after Eris and friends, catch them when they're escaping and we have the not a shadow but an Illyrian warrior just chef's kiss scene that was like the most cinematic scene to me I love it but have you uh, seen the tiktok where they talk about like 
the song that would go perfectly with it. No. The song is called Lion and it's like, bring the lion Oh, yes, yes, I have. Yeah. And they say like, they drop like when the beat drops and I like, every time I read it, I like listen to the song. I'm Mm -hmm. like, "Ah." But my favorite thing to think about after that scene (laughs) is how do the Bat Boys carry Lucian? Is it they're like, (laughs) are they like cradled? Like, is he like being, you know, like, you know, the knees and like shoulders? Are they cradling like this? Is it like front to front? Like, is it like back to chest? Like under the arms? Like big little spider? How are on the back like a spider monkey? (laughs) See, but they got wings, so we know it can't be like that. Oh yeah. But it just makes you really wonder, like, how they're carrying, because they fly with Lucian a lot. <laughs> I pictured it because um, Cassian makes a note and says, I don't know who's more uncomfortable, us or Lucian. I really like to imagine it as, like, cradled, like, face to face. He was like, huh. I imagine it, like, like holding it out, like, like <laughs> just, like, like grabbing this. onto the waist. <laughs> at arms like oh man that's just like a workout just holding (laughs) so yeah that always makes me laugh a little bit when i think about how how they might carry him because it's never really described and i just yeah i think it's funny it isn't really described with like any of them when they talk about girls i feel like it's less weird to think about them being you know scooped up or whatever because usually the ones carrying them are (laughs) he's the same size as i know Oh, man. oh my god that's hilarious yep so that's that makes me oh, laugh a lot man. oh man i love during that scene when cassian's like um you better drop my lady <laughs> oh man oh, that good stuff. was so funny good stuff i know it so w- during that scene when cassian goes you better drop my lady and then Farah goes stop i don't want you to kill them yeah part of me wonders why smart politicking yeah she has leverage now over them i think and later i think we're learning that having that leverage with eris is helpful yeah and i think she's trying to show her power by not just killing them but also being like we have power over you yeah Mm -hmm. so yeah it was an interesting play it was a risky play it was a risky play and like you're talking about how we see that eris is um companionship might be a little helpful uh going back to reese being sneaky he hid it from everybody including vera and more and oh that broke my heart that was i think for me that was the most emotional to read again this time like not because the end of the book i knew it was coming and i knew he was going to come back and so i think i was like mentally prepared going into that but that scene where he is in the court of nightmares with everybody and more was already really not wanting to go. <clears throat> she was already uncomfortable because they're yeah. begging for her father's help in um, like mm-hmm. to bring his warriors. Right. And when it comes out of the blue for more too, and she's like, so yes. heartbroken, like how could you surprise me like this? How could you, yeah. you know, ruin our friendship like this, basically like 500 right. years of trust and you're going to, bring this over me without and she was so mad at as about it too that was so hard i know that that was so hard and at the same time he reese is giving her father like reign in valaris right yeah so it's like (sighs) the place that means the most to her and he's just like yeah okay done yeah he's like cool 
I already figured this was going to happen. We already talked to the people that we have out there. Mm-hmm. Like, that was, to me, there was just no need to blindside people like that. And, like, no wonder that more, and I remembered in Akasif, too, like, more isn't clearly happy mm-hmm. that she's, like, doing all the things that she's doing. And, like, no wonder if he's been doing this to her for 500 years. Yeah, that was really, that was really hard. Mm-hmm. to read i know i want to know what the heck actually happened 500 mm-hmm. years ago with more and eris because there were so many moments where eris is like you guys do not even know, know the, the whole story. story yes yeah that's come a few times too because it's clear that he must have known that she liked women right like i i, I wonder oh i think it was because there is a part mm-hmm. It's somewhere tapped. I'm not going to pull it out. <laughs> but um, when when Eris is talking back through from like his perspective and he's like, oh, like I wouldn't have touched you. But then you like, you know, sullied yourself with that Illyrian warrior. And then he's like, oh, but I know that you had your reasons and like gives her like a knowing mm, look. OK. And so I think in that scene, he was saying like, I knew. I knew that you preferred women and I was going to just let you do your thing. Hmm. But then you had to make this whole big deal out of it and basically saying like, there's something that happened that he had to protect his honor. And yeah, the nail in the womb reminded me of um, the witch in Throne of Glass where, who has a, it's like unclean. unclean, Yeah. Yeah. in her stomach. It reminded me of that too. Yeah. Oh my gosh. But I hope at some point we get like, like a background to what actually happened mm. yeah yeah that would be really nice mm-hmm. i'd love to see that more who is <laughs> whose power is freaking truth but she has so many secrets <laughs> oh more yeah more. we we really didn't learn that much more about her power no we don't see it on the battlefield we don't see it when she's talking to like other people in the city we don't see it at any point Mm-mm. so i i Still have no idea what it means. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. But there were a bunch of people talking on our TikTok about there's like a uh, like a Celtic theory mm, or a Celtic mm-hmm. like background. The Morgan is yeah. a... Yeah. It means like dark witch or something. And so there was even a point where Feyre says, I think she can see in the dark. Yeah. I thought that oh, was yeah, really the, interesting. That she was born into darkness and so she could like yeah. see in it or something. I, I noted that too, actually. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that'll be really interesting to hopefully, hopefully understand more about what's going on with the Morgan. Yeah. <laughs> wow. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Well, okay, let's talk some more about, I think, the library and the prison. Those are a couple of places that we get a little more information in Mm -hmm. this book. Yeah, I, I like that Feyre was overcoming her, her, like, fear to go into the prison, because she does it a few times in this book, Mm -hmm. um, 
And I know in Akasif we see more about what happens in the prison. And so Do I'm excited. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. Okay, good. And so I'm really excited to, like, read more about that again. Um, but now I'm really just going into, like, when I read the scenes about the prison, I'm like, this to me has to be the eighth court. Like, there are so many things that we don't know about that are in this prison. Yeah. Well, it, it makes me wonder if it used to be the eighth court and then maybe when the Fae that used to be that eighth court went to um, mm-hmm. Mid- Midgard? No. What is it? What in is Crescent it? City? Yeah. Is yeah. That that's, I think yeah, it's Midgard. I was just thinking about that. I was like, or is that like, the is Avengers? That right? <laughs> <laughs> Thor? I don't remember. But um, whatever city is in, yeah, Crescent yeah. City, um, if like something else, because it keeps sounding like everything else that came through that wasn't of this world, kind of like Am- Amarin, yeah. came through that rip in the world maybe at the same time. Mm-hmm. And yeah, they always talk about that the like the wards and the spells of the prison are older than Perithian and yeah. you know, so we're all of the things that are in there and I don't know, there's just there's a lot of talk about how everything from the prison is before Perithian yeah. existed. And I think most of them being not of this world. I think so too. Um, and at least that's what it's sounding like because uh, going back to like the bone carver, he had said mm-hmm. like, um, oh, like what what was in these other worlds? Like he's questioning like, where did you go mm-hmm. when you died? And he just, it was really wild to me that he was okay with just staying in there. Like he didn't want to go to the other world he just wanted to know about it Mm -hmm. and what was going to happen like when he died but I don't know I don't know it was interesting that the bone carver was hiding from his twin sister the weaver too that was weird to me it makes you wonder what happened in the past that made him feel like he needed to hide from her and from well, the one starts with like an S and isn't in the lake or something. Oh, yeah. I don't it's remember. It's not in this book, but I think it's in Akasa. Yeah, yeah. I don't remember what that, the, like Death God or whatever. I don't remember or what they were called. Koshi. Oh, Koshi. Yes, that's it. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. So, and I think yeah. that Koshi must be in Akasa because I feel like I can't yeah. remember that. Koshi but is yeah, that, that the Weaver was his twin. That was so that interesting. That was so interesting. And like, why is she free out in the world when the bone carver what did he do to get put in the prison i've wondered that about all of them because yeah. even Amarin, you know she talks about how she came into the world mm-hmm. and you know she kind of talks about like fooling the prison to get out by right you know assuming Turning his in, body or whatever right. but we still don't know how she got put in the prison in the first place no we don't or who put her there or when right so that's interesting i know and with all those creatures that are in the prison that we know are there, there's a lot of them there. Yeah. Um, I don't remember. Maybe Akasif will find out, but we still haven't had any repercussions of the book of breathings joining back together. Yeah. And the cauldron's power being You're used. Right. And there was kind of a big stink being like, Oh, this is going to pull everything from the dregs of the world to like, right. Come, they're going to come they're calling coming. because of that power uh-huh. being used. And, I think something in the, I think there's going to be things in the prison that are 
interested i think so too happening yeah absolutely yeah absolutely i thought it was really interesting before we talk about the library i thought it was really interesting on 285 when uh nesta goes to amrin what were you and she starts to tell her a little bit and she said a messenger and a soldier assassin for a wrathful god who ruled a young world And, and I'm like, and we know this young assassin. world also had humans. She talks about that later. Mm-hmm. That the young world also had humans that she admired for like being able to love and have more complex emotions than her. And we yeah. knew that the humans there warred and uh, you know I don't know had yeah. other things, other extreme things going on. So we know that about the world that she came from, and that she had lots of brothers and sisters. Yes. Yes. And she was unlike the other brothers and sisters. Yes. There was a point, too, where they asked her why she chose that body. And she's like, oh, I liked it. But then they traveled and they said, huh, it looks a little bit like Amrin. Oh, the um, one from Winter? That, <gasps> right? That's what it was. Yeah. And yeah. so how does she know what the Fae from Winter Court looked like before right? she left on the prison? Right. Yeah, that was really interesting, too. Uh, I thought Did she thing- eat, this, eat the person in Steeler Skin? <laughs> I don't know. Well, because it's the woman that has the mechanical arm that um, mm-hmm. made Lucian's eye. That's who mm-hmm. um, Amron looks like, right? And everybody's yeah. like, oh, it could have been modeled off of her. Yeah. Very interesting. Very interesting. Again, I feel like she's just like this character that we just like get these little like bits and pieces about. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I just need to know like her whole story. Like, tell me more. <laughs> what did you think about her betrayal this time? I, I forgot it was coming. And it... It broke my heart and like I know that she wants to escape and everything but like it just seemed so selfish until she actually like comes back and like saves them but I was just like (gasps) when I read it I was so sad. I was more mad this time than I was the first time. Oh yeah I I was too. I think I felt more betrayed by Amarin this time. Yeah. I definitely did. I could not believe that she betrayed them like that. Mm -hmm. It just it didn't really... For everything that they have done and for all of the promises that Reese has been like, this is like, we want you to know everything that's going to like happen with the book and everything because it's got these secrets and we're going to let you out. And we're going to like try to get you home. But then she goes and does that during the worst time. Yeah. And it's interesting that the serial was the one that gave her like the information of the pages to look at that knowing was, it yeah. was only going to help her or maybe mm-hmm. he just knew that she would be able to keep it in check enough to also help every i mean clearly he knew it was going to happen because he you know the stay with the high lord through that moment right right of him dying so clearly he knew how that the outcome of that battle was going to go yeah um but it was, I think I was just mad that Amron didn't tell anybody what she was, was going to be too. doing. And I'm like, you couldn't have waited to do this until after you guys had like a victory in the war and you realized like all of the people that you loved weren't dead. Well, I mean, she did help, right? But if, I don't know, I just think knowing who it came from and mm-hmm. that everyone seems to trust the Surreal's information, mm-hmm. it seems odd that she would not let anybody else know yeah. what she was finding there. Well, because Farrah didn't know what that meant, mm-hmm. but as soon as Amarin read it in the book, she knew what it meant, and then she just kept it to herself. Mm-hmm. Do you think, spoiler for Crescent City, do you think Bryce is going to be able to read the Book of Breathings? Or Aelin? Yeah. I think Aelin is, but I'm, I'm not sure about, yeah, I guess maybe Bryce too, but can Bryce read like um. word marks and other things? 
she, I mean, she works in the light. Well, okay. So kind of on that note, yeah. though, I also yeah. don't know. I don't know if this stood out to you, but, um, like one of the first times when we're really in the library, it's like probably around page 200. Was that when Reese book. brings Vera yep. and she first meets like the first priestess that can't yeah. talk and everything. So yes, yep. yes, yes, yes. And he's talking about how back in one of the wars, you know, back hundreds of years before how the Fae burned the libraries rather than um, yeah. let humans have information. It made me wonder if any of those texts weren't burned. And there's some of the ones that just was her name, just something. Oh, it wasn't just any because that was fourth no, wing. No, that's fourth wing, but it's, but it's like just Jaseba. something. Jaseba. Jaseba, yes. Yeah. Because remember, she has all those really unique and like texts that mm-hmm. Bryce is basically like protect. guarding. In. Well, and then in Crescent City, we'll have to like, when we yeah. reread, we'll talk about it. But I'm pretty sure she said that they are from other worlds. Right. And so it makes me wonder if that's some of the ones, if maybe they were able to save some of that older history yeah. and that it's living in Crescent city right now, oh that that's gosh, where that those books are. So interesting. And so, yeah, I don't know. Like maybe Bryce will have some more knowledge of like older world stuff from having been around it. I don't know. Oh, that would be I thought, so I thought that was interesting. interesting though, that they were pointing that out of there's all this history. It did kind of remind me of fourth wing in that. Yeah. Like, <laughs> the, like, Oh, history being erased because the books are gone. And what do you do now? I know. And I had completely forgotten that they had, uh, they had really just like gotten rid of everything. I thought that was wild. You want to talk about Braxes? Yeah. Ah! <laughs> yes. Well, and like him and his home in the library. And oh, that was so funny. Yeah. Just, well, okay. First of all, Cassie's reaction <laughs> yeah. is just so funny. I love it so much. He's like, so good. don't go down there. And I've seen so much fan art about like, like, I know that it was supposed to be in Akasif, but when he's like laying in bed with Nesta and he looks up and Briaxis is just like, boo. <laughs> <laughs> like he's doing it to like be funny because Cassie oh is so scared of him. It's so funny. Yeah. Oh, that man. was um, his like first interaction with Farrah and Farrah being like, please help me. <laughs> She's like, do you want me to kill them? Yes, please. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that I was loved really it. that was really interesting, and especially because of how the library is described with you know making its own rules and like oh it's this right. pit of darkness and feels like this break in through the world and stuff. It makes you wonder if there's like some type of portal to another world there, or if there yeah. if that's where the rip happened mm-hmm. and that's where things came out. There's just seems to be enough weird things, right? And they um talk about the kind of like the house of wind that the wards and things are different. Yeah. They're also like, she can't talk through her mating bond when she's in the library. And there's a lot of weird things going on. She also can't in the prison. Yeah. Well, and that, um, Reaxis wants to stay there. Like just wants a window. Right. But he wants to stay there. He's like, well, this is my home. It makes me wonder if he's like guarding something Mm -hmm. there. That would be really interesting. Mm -hmm. I think that both the library and the prison are maybe some to- some type of like portal or something to another realm, mm-hmm. like a rip in the world. Mm-hmm. Oh, that would be so interesting. Well, if because I know a lot of things come in threes. Do you think there's a third one? Maybe that's what the pool of starlight is or something. <gasps> oh my gosh, that would be that's so interesting. There were so many good theories that people were commenting on for what they thought the Pool of Starlight was. There really were. I think somebody said that it was the location that Tamlin burned mm-hmm. um, the Illyrian wings. I thought that was maybe like a good, yep. good thought. 
I thought that was a good one too. I, in fact, I think that that was my favorite theory. Yeah. There were other like, like a rip in the world or Mm -hmm. it was like a gift from the night court at some point. But yeah, there were a lot of really great theories. Uh (laughs) Yeah. People have so creative. Um, Yeah. They seriously are. I love it so much. I love it. Um, Um, Oh, do you have anything else on the library? Otherwise I'm going to move on. I just love that there was a place that Reese built for these females that had been hurt so badly. And he was like, let me create this like safe space for you. And that they would feel so safe even with Briaxis there. Mm -hmm. I thought that was really interesting. Mm -hmm. And it does say something about Reese that as much as he's morally gray, Mm -hmm. he he does want to help the helpless he does always like you see it with like other courts you see it with the illyrians you see it with the women of the library like he really does fight for every everybody to have like this equal standing Mm -hmm. and so i think that's awesome too because that's one of pharaoh's like big morals too Mm -hmm. is she wants everybody to have like this equal chance yeah yeah Yeah, Mm -hmm. i like that a lot what's your next thought oh i just want to talk about the old gods the old gods were mentioned Kind of briefly. Mm-hmm. And I think maybe it was by Amran. Let me let me flip to it and yeah. see. This was 233 is okay. what I had marked. Um, no, Cassian, I mm, guess, okay. was, was talking about it. And it's, oh, it must be when they oh. went to the prison. And um, he was saying, like, uh, there was life here before the High Lords took Perithian. Old gods, we call them. They ruled the forests and the rivers and the mountains some were those things. Mm. And the magic shifted to the high fae who brought the cauldron and the mother along with them. Though the old gods were still worshipped by a select few, most people forgot them. Um, but that they ruled the forests and the rivers and the mountains, some were those things. Mm-hmm. I think that came back to me a little bit more as we were going throughout this book. You know, there's like this scene when Vera is running from um ianthe towards the weaver and she's like oh (gasps) Mm -hmm. the forest is parting for me and tripping them and there's some other times when there's like the wind that talk about the wind and the rocks can hear yeah the wind and the rocks are like having a reaction or something and they there's a few parts where they they talk about basically nature itself being like like suggesting that it's conscious Yeah. yeah or has some i don't know sentience to it and so that, I thought that was kind of interesting to see. I'm trying to remember that and put it in my back pocket for yeah. when we read Crescent City. Because I think in Crescent City, they talked more about the old gods and the forgotten gods. There's yes. like a lot more lore on that there. And I'm write that down. <laughs> yeah. And I thought that was really, I don't know. It was just, it made me think about it for sure. The, That's especially so the some were those things because uh, they're when there were other parts where it seemed like nature was doing weird stuff, like, mm-hmm. like the trees parting, I just, uh, you know, That's kinda, so interesting. kind of stayed in my back pocket. Cause and I then, also had it tabbed, but I didn't think about it as I just kind of like swept over it, mm-hmm. but I definitely caught like when she was running away from my auntie and them like, that that was doing that and I was like oh that's interesting but I didn't connect the dots. So I'm really glad you bring that up. Yeah. And the other part that I, uh, was thinking about that is because Amarin um, was saying when we were trying to ask, Vera's trying to ask Amarin, I don't know, questions about what mm-hmm. she is or, you know, how she escaped from the prison basically. And she's not wanting to tell. And she goes, because the stone beneath this house has ears and the wind has ears, all of it listening. And 
if it reports back that um, they'll remember that they have not caught me. And so that's so that's why I say it was like I feel like there is a sentience to the world itself. Yeah. That we haven't fully acknowledged in this book. It's in the background. Yeah. And I wonder if we'll see more in like Akasif too. Yeah. We might for sure. Oh, that's so interesting. That just made me so curious. I know. Because we already know the bone or that the bone carver and the weaver and um, Koshi that they're old death gods is kind of our assumption, right? But we don't really know what other old gods might be present. I know that's very interesting. I, how did you picture the library? It's going to be hard for me to describe in my mind. (laughs) Um, And (laughs) then it's hard too, because how I just picture the library in this book, especially (laughs) this time reading it, I think was similar to how I picture a, like certain library from the way of kings oh <laughs> and so i'm like i feel like i was blending those together in my, oh my mind gosh, because i read funny. them too close together <laughs> but uh yeah i don't know i was imagining is like underground you know in uh <laughs> <a> national treasure <laughs> when um they're going down in like the pit and you can just like see down and like it's just like bottomless yeah so i imagine the center of it like that okay. but then kind of like there are like levels each along the way that like have just racks and racks of of books and like little sitting (laughs) spots and stuff but that the center was just literally just like a okay that's pretty much like national treasure with the stairs all the way around yes that's pretty much what i pictured too i pictured it like in the middle of a mine yeah and like on the outside like when it's like spiraling down it's just got all these like bookshelves and everything yeah 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 but i was curious yeah you pictured it too (laughs) sometimes it's hard to describe what i'm picturing i know me too (laughs) yeah oh my gosh that's so interesting Mm -hmm. Awesome. Well, kind of like we have with the rest of Akatar, we have so much to talk about that we're just going to make a part two. And so we'll see you guys on our next episode. See you next time. Bye. Thank you so much for joining us on Miss Willow's Book Club Podcast. Check us out on Instagram and TikTok at Miss Willow's Book Club Pod for our upcoming reads. Keep Keep it spicy, book lovers!